0: Hi fm your station of choice since 2008 the israel report with roline marks well, certainly an israeli government just a couple of days into power and already they are stirring things up in the international world on the line now roline marks joining us from israel roline always a pleasure to have you on board our show Good afternoon.
1: Always a pleasure <laughs> to be here. I think it was uh, Vladimir Lenin who said that you have some weeks where nothing happens, and you have some weeks where it seems that uh, everything happens. Well, Something like that, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing.
0: Well, right now, it's it doesn't rain, it pours, isn't it?
1: Exactly, well. exactly, and... Uh, Uh, brace yourself because we need some umbrellas
0: (laughs) okay we will leave the weather report uh, to you a little later on right now let's see what's going on with Ben Gavir certainly uh, making headlines for the wrong reasons there's now a fallout about him going to Temple Mount and it's continuing and uh, the UN Security Council is uh, scheduled to meet on this I think it's tomorrow am I correct
1: Well, this is uh, a meeting that has been pushed by the Palestinians, specifically the Palestinian Authority, and Israel is trying to uh, prevent this meeting. They have appealed to about 15 Israeli embassies around the world. This is according to the uh, Jerusalem Post that they are trying to uh, do everything they can to stop this meeting going through. Look, it's not expected that uh, any Resolutions or anything will come of it, and of course, uh, you know, nothing gets the UN Security Council meeting quicker than the mention of the word Israel. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid they should meet on other important things but uh, what we do know is that yesterday at the request of Palestinians, uh, China the United Arab Emirates uh, and various others uh, demanded an emergency public meeting of the Security Council to discuss events and, and we've also had some other interesting uh, developments around this as well we've had Germany, this is according to Reuters, reject uh, Ben Gavir's uh, ascending of the Temple Mount yesterday, calling it a provocation and, and, and Germany joins the UAE, the Saudi Arabia, the United States, uh, the European Union, France and various others in, in condemning this. Also, very important to note, also condemning his actions, uh, are the chief Sephardic rabbi of uh, Israel, as well as United Torah Judaism's uh, member of Knesset, Moshe Gaffney. He says that, you know, all this does is it causes damage and has no benefit. And he says his position is that it is prohibited by halakha Jewish law to visit the Temple Mount and I said this to minister Itamar ben Gavil in the past and today I think it is not okay ascent to the holy of holies is prohibited that is why the chief rabbis over the generations prohibited this and said that the punishment was Uh, the act of being expelled. Now, I know that there are many listeners out there, and believe me, I've heard from many people around the world uh, on various forums say, it is our right to ascend the the Temple Mount. Let me be very, very clear. Jews do go up the Temple Mount. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jews and Christians are prohibited from outwardly or, or, um, worshipping on the Temple Mount. Uh, I'm going to echo what President Herzog has said. He's, in fact, he said it in Basel, Switzerland last year. He said what happens on the Temple Mount affects not only us, uh, Jews around the world, but it also affects over a billion Muslims, Uh, and it is a tinderbox, and it is something that we have to be aware of the sensitivities and everything around it. So while Jews go up and members of Knesset go Mm -hmm. up, it is understood that to respect the sensitivities, Mm -hmm. uh, ministers do not go up. It is seen as a provocation. We've already had uh, a rocket fired from the Gaza Strip wow. towards our uh, southern territory.
0: So, at least, Roland, to sum it up, uh, this is this is a case of Ben gavir just showing, then you know, showing his mettle in going up there, rather than uh, as opposed to what you just said. Jews have got the right, so Christians and Muslims. It's a tinderbox. Uh, there is a status quo in in existence as long as that's respected. It's solely about him. It's not really about Israel in, as a whole. It's about gavir Ben gavir
1: About Ben Govier, he is the new National Security Minister. You know that portfolio also speaks volumes. You know he's he's the head of the. The police, uh, effectively. The uh, police had to go on high alert yesterday, probably something they didn't appreciate as a result uh, of this. You know, his actions have very. Uh, it's all very well to try and flex your muscles and, and appeal to your voter base to say, mm-hmm. look at me, yeah. you know, uh, Hamas, nobody's going to stop me. Uh, nobody will stop us. Uh, it's also another thing to threaten that you are going to burn Gaza to the ground. That is not what our arm, is, therefore, our army uh, does everything in its power to live up to its very, very strict code of ethics. His words yesterday, the words of his uh, party yesterday, I'm sure would have sent a massive headache not only to Netanyahu who was forced to cancel his upcoming trip to the United Arab Emirates and, and to reassure everybody that the status quo will remain, but it probably sent a headache to everybody in the security establishment Thinking now we have to to deal uh, with this. Netanyahu is going to have to rein him in and sure. rein him in very, very quickly mm-hmm. because his actions have serious repercussions.
0: Indeed, Roland. Really. Let's see how that pans out, as you say. We're going in for a very busy week. Let's just move on now. There's a poll, uh, and it's come to the conclusion that 70% of secular Israelis worry about their future under the new government. Tell us more about this.
1: Yeah, well, this you can certainly sense, and it's certainly uh, palpable. You know, when you talk to Israelis, uh, the Israel Democracy Institute um, conducted a poll. They released their findings earlier today, and uh, about seventy-five percent of respondents uh, are concerned about the influence of the ultra-orthodox on Israeli politics. They say, you know, that it's big. It's uh, you know bigger than expected. Uh, You and I have chatted over the last couple of days about some of the policy changes that are taking place and uh, about 70% of secular Israelis say they are very very concerned Uh, they're concerned about certain policies that uh, affect uh, secular freedoms and they are very very concerned about uh, some of the policies, some of the ultra-religious policies that uh, may um, inhibit some of the civil rights uh, uh, of our minority communities one community is specifically the LGBTQ plus community uh, and uh, uh, another group that I share the concern not just uh, because I am one but because I, I also sit on the executive of uh, a, a women's organization here in Israel which is uh Public knowledge is uh, does this have bearing on the status of women in israel we 've always had um uh, good women's rights we've always advocated for uh, improvements to the status of women just because we have the freedom to do so uh, it's of great concern that we don't have as many women represented in our government as we had before but what will these laws what will the bearing of some of the policies passed have on uh, on the status of women as well on minority communities, oh. uh, it is of uh,
0: concern to, sure. to many, many Israelis. Sure, Arlene, it's a wait-and-see. We keep saying that, wait-and-see. Now that the government's in place, uh, we just got to wait-and-see and, see and uh, hope for the best for everybody's sake, that things will just uh, work out the way everyone wants it to work out. Uh, moving on to... An iconic Israeli singer, Ofra Hazar, who's now featured on the Rolling Stone magazine's top 200 singers of all time. And Simeon Dion has been omitted.
1: Yeah, well, that was a big shock. Hmm. I mean, Celine Dion, uh, who's probably one of the most, uh, technically proficient singers, you know, apart from her incredible voice, uh, and is sadly battling, uh, 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 autoimmune disease. Uh, she was omitted by the, uh, from this poll, but, uh, representing at 186 or 87 on the top 200. I think it's 186,
0: is, if I remember is, correctly. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think anyway. so is the <laughs> iconic of uh, has a, I mean um, many people will remember her singing uh, Hi at eurovision. I everybody am a fan of her on the Sisters of Mercy's Temple of Love, yes, showing those uh, God, God leanings, but probably uh, the most iconic female voice to come from Israel, an incredible woman, uh, sadly passed away due to AIDS that she had um, contracted from her, her boyfriend, uh, but uh, showing off her Yemenite heritage, her Israeli heritage, uh, and really, Israel, as we would say in Yiddish, is uh, climbing naches. We're getting a lot of happiness to see this iconic singer featured on Rolling Stone's Top 200.
0: Just interesting. She passed away um, well, pretty young, at 42, and uh, she was known as the Israeli Madonna. And uh, yeah, what, what other prominent, um, shall we say, uh, activities was she uh, involved in, musical activities? Uh, I believe she also once sang with Cliff Richard. She,
1: she, she, she was so iconic and had such a, uh, a voice. I mean, she took Israeli music and, and sometimes, you know, uh, uh, Jewish music, spiritual music into the global arena. And she sang with uh, quite a few famous people. Uh, yes, Cliff Richard and various others, but, uh, I have to say, gonna say it again, my favourite was with the Temp, with uh, the Sisters of Mercy on their big goth anthem, The Temple of Love.